Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us start by reading the scripture from Ephesians chapter 5. If you notice, when I preach the Word of God, I read a lot of scriptures because I just want to make sure that I don't give my own opinion and my own idea. I don't want to present Pastor Lao idea. I want to present the Word of God. And to my heart, the Word of God is more important than what I say. That's why I like to read the scripture a lot so that you can hear the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 to 20. Therefore, do not be unwise. The Bible warns us not to be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. So the Apostle Paul wants us to know the will of God. And to know the will of God, we need to know the Word and we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows all things, and He can help us to know the will of God. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. Everyone say always. For all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God is so good to us, we should know the will of God, and we should always praise God and thank God in our life. So, we want to learn about Thanksgiving today. In America, Thanksgiving is not a holiday in Asian country because most Asian countries are not filled with Christians. Thanksgiving comes from biblical knowledge. So we therefore need to see the biblical angle or biblical way of thanksgiving. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that this time we can study your word together so that we can give thanks to you in the right way, with the right attitude, Father. We ask you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will teach us today. Your Holy Spirit will shine the light into our heart into our mind so that our mind will be renewed, our heart will be enlightened and so that we can know your ways and we can live a victorious life that gives you the glory and honor, Father. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We know that our God is a good God. He is so full of mercy and grace. Therefore, we are thankful to him. The reason we are thankful to God because He is so good. He is so full of love. That's why Christians who know God very well love to serve God, love to live their life to serve the Lord and to build His kingdom. And I'm one of them that I'm so grateful to what God has done to me. And after this sermon, I pray that you will be more grateful than before. You will be more thankful to the Lord more than before. I'm so impressed with our God. His character is perfect. His character is wonderful. 
He's so full of goodness, holiness, and glory. The Bible say that there is no partiality with God. Our God is a, not a God of prejudice. In other words, He loves everybody on earth. No matter what skin color you have, no matter what social, educational background you have, no matter what language you speak, He loves everybody. He has no partiality at all. Whether you speak Mandarin or speak Indonesian or speak Cantonese, it doesn't matter. He loves you. But at the same time, God is just. We are worshiping the God of no partiality and the God who is very just and fair. Therefore, we have our responsibility as well in order to receive His favor and His grace upon our life. We need to make a decision every day to be thankful to the Lord, to live right before the eyes of God, to serve the Lord and to honor the Lord. Even though God loves everyone the same, but not everyone receives the same rewards or the same level of grace because we all need to make decision how much we honor Him and how much we're going to live for Him. I pray that all of you in this room and all of you who listen to this sermon in the YouTube or internet will make a choice to serve Him and honor Him. Not because we deserve to do that, but because He is good. And we want to show our thankful heart toward Him by living a life to honor Him and to serve Him. We want to be thankful. You know, when you are thankful to somebody, you want to serve that person. Is that right? You want to do good to that person. The reason we come to church is because we are thankful that He saved us. He loved us so much. He is so good to us. And He has given us so many things. He has given us the Lord Jesus Christ, His Son, to die for us, to pay the price for us, to bear the sin and to bear the sickness and curses on His body. He's so good to us. He gives us the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. That everywhere we go, we can exercise, the, we can mention the name of Jesus. I notice that many of my patients are doing well because I always pray for them in the name of Jesus. I always, when I walk into the room, I always, always touch their leg and say, get well. And then if they're Christian, I say, in Jesus' name. And if not Christian, I will say quietly because I don't want to offend them or something. But I always bless my patient and I see the patient turn around when I mention the name of Jesus. I thank God. He's so good to us. He gives us the guarding angels. We all have guarding angels. Thank God because He's good. He gives us the church that we can have a family. And also we have the Bible to read. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who is dwelling on the inside of us. Thank God that He gives us the pastors, the teachers to train us, give us parents, give us all good Christian friends around us. He is so good. I like this scripture in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. You see the picture of the word lavish. Lavish means giving, pouring more than generous. Giving more than what you need. 
How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. As believers, we experience the lavish love of God. He is not a stingy God. He does not give us a little bit. He is an extravagant God. He is a super abundant God. He is a more than enough God. When He pour out His blessing on us, when He pour out His grace and mercy on us, it's such extravagant. It's so super abundant. I can see the story in the Bible about a woman who so appreciative and thankful to God in John chapter 12. I'd like to read to you John chapter 12, verses 3 to 5. John 12, 3 to 5. The Bible says about a woman named Mary. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus. And wipe his feet with her hair. She used her hair to wipe the feet of Jesus. At that generation, the road was dirty, full of dirt in the feet. She used her hair to wipe the feet of Jesus. And wipe his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Very uh, good smell in the house. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was the fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. My dear mother and sister, the Bible said that that oil, uh, that perfume, Worth one year's wage. Some of you may be $120,000. Some of you may be $60,000. When we talk about tithing, some people complain, why I have to give 10% to God? My dear brother and sister, if you love God so much, you are so thankful, you will not even think and argue and try to come up with all the reason about 10%. In fact, you will give everything like this woman, she gave her whole one year of wage to Jesus Christ. She loved Jesus so much. We're going to read the scripture later on. The more you love, the more you are grateful, the more you are thankful, the more you will give, the more you will serve. How to show thankfulness and gratefulness to God is by honoring and giving. Actually, the more I study the Bible, I can see that thankfulness or being thankful is a manifestation of three things in your heart. Number one, faith. Number two, honor. And number three, showing that you really appreciate God. You appreciate Him so much. Faith, appreciation, and honor. We should appreciate God. We should see the value of God. Some Christians are angry toward God. God, why did this happen to me? I want to be clear in this sermon that our God is good all the time. He never throws any bad thing to us. Don't blame God on the bad things that happen to you and me. 
Don't ever get angry with God. God is always good, and He wants to give good things to us. We should be thankful to Him in all circumstances. We should always count the blessing. Remember what He has done for us in the past, today, and in the future. We should always believe. That's why I say thankfulness or being thankful is the sign of faith. You have faith that God is good to you. He showed His goodness already by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of bad things that happen on this earth, He is still with us, and He can fight the battle and give us victory and turn the situation around. I like what the Bible says in the book of Genesis. What the devil meant evil to you, God turned it for good. Every time you face problems, remember this: God is with you, and He wants to bring good out of the situation. He loved you so much. So, because you have faith, when you face problem, instead of blaming God, you say, "Thank you, Lord, I can have victory." It's a sign of faith. You confess, "I'm going to have victory. Good things going to come out of this situation because I trust you." That's how Joseph practiced his faith in his generation. He was arrested to be the slave. He was. Persecuted and mistreated in jail, but he was still thankful. And eventually, because of his thankfulness and his faith is so strong in the goodness of God, he was promoted overnight to be the prime minister of Egypt. Amen. God never make anybody sick. I don't believe the sickness come from God. God doesn't kill your children. God doesn't send people to mistreat you or to torment you. Only the devil. Is the one who gives sickness to people. Yesterday, I listened to a testimony of Sister Jane in our church. One of her friend came to her for back pain. She lay hand on her back, and then demons start to manifest. Sister Jane cast demon out, and after that, that sister, the pain is gone. That pain did not come from God. It came from demons on her back. We need to understand God is a good God all the time. But why we are facing problem on earth, and why should we not blame God? Because of a few reasons. Number one, we are living in the sinful world. We are surrounded by sinful people, and sinful people and immature Christians sometimes make wrong decisions, do wrong things, say wrong things, and when they do wrong things, say wrong things, it will affect you some way, somehow. Is that right? The mistake they make will definitely affect the surrounding, including you and me. But as a believers, instead of blaming God, instead of getting mad, what should we do? We should say, "God, I have faith. In this situation, you're gonna help me. It's gonna turn out good. You are on my side. You are always good to me. Your power is greater than the problem I face." Nothing is impossible with God. You are such a good God, and I believe at the end of the story, to the next chapter, everything gonna go well. I trust you. Thank you, Lord. You thank God even before you see the positive result at the end, because thankfulness is a sign of faith. You believe at the end, God gonna help you and take care of your problem. Amen. Everyone say, "Thank you, God." I trust you. 
I believe you on my side. God created human beings like you and me. We are not animals to have free will. We can make a choice every single day, and that will dictate your future. Your choice dictates your future. You have a free will. You can make a bad choice that will affect yourself and affect your family, your kids, your spouse, or you can make a good choice that will bring the blessing to you. We need to make a choice to follow God and do God's will. Don't follow the bad devil, but choose God. Choose the blessing. Choose life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 to 20, the Bible say, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, before our life, our future. What's going to happen? This life or death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children, parents in this room, I want to tell you, your choices dictate the future of your children. That's why the church should pay attention to the parents a lot. Not just nice Sunday school. Some Christians believe that if I just find a good church with good Sunday school, it's fine. No, you need to find a church that will disciple you, correct you, help you to grow up. Because if you don't grow up and you don't make right choice, even though Sunday school teach well, your kids may be in trouble. Whatever your choice is going to affect your children, you and your children may leave. And that you may love the Lord your God. When you make the right choice, you see the blessing, you love God more. Listen to his voice. Hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life. I like that sentence. The life of God is in me. He is my life. And he will give you many years in the land. In the place he prepared for you. He gives you many years. You're going to live a long life to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Brother and sister. We need to choose to appreciate God and be thankful to God. We need to choose to walk by faith, honor Him, and serve Him. And when we appreciate God, we also appreciate people that God sent to be around us. We appreciate our parents. God used our parents. Our parents may not be perfect. I haven't seen perfect parents in my life yet. I'm not a perfect parent either. So don't look at their negative part. Don't look at their weaknesses, but look at the positive. Can you imagine if my mom did not give me milk when I was a baby? I would die a long time ago. If my mom decided to abort me, I would not be standing here. At least, thank God, my mom raised me. She is not a perfect mom at all. She was not even a believer at that time. But I need to be thankful to my mom, to my dad. I should be thankful to my wife. I should be thankful to my kids. I'm thankful to the workers in my office, my assistant. I'm thankful to the surgical assistant in the operating room. I'm so thankful to the anesthesiologist who helped me to put my patient to sleep. I'm thankful to the nurses who take care of my patient. I'm thankful to the members of this church. You can choose many other good churches around you. So many good churches in this city. We are not perfect. 
but you choose us and you serve God with us. When you're thankful to God, that thankfulness will flow towards other people around you. And you always look at the people in the positive way. Always be thankful. I want to teach you something very important. In life, not everybody is good to you. Some people may offend you, hurt you, cheat you, talk bad about you. You have choices to make. For me, I'm not going to focus on people who hurt me. I will let them go, bless them, forgive them, give them to the Lord, and let it go. But I'm going to focus on what good things God has done in my life. I'm going to focus on good people around me who has been my friend and do good to me. I want to focus on the good things. I make a choice to focus on the good things and forgive those who have offended me. Choose to remember the good things that the Lord has done to me. A lot of things in my life. God is so good to me. And I want to write the note of thank you to people who has done good to me. I want to let them know I'm so, I appreciate so much. I'm so thankful. I will not hold grudges against people who hurt my feeling. You know, sometimes we hold grudges against people. And the person that has hurt us already forgot about it. And we still hold grudges. And that our face looks terrible. And we're angry. And we get sick. We have high blood pressure. But sugar go up. And then we get a stroke. Then we have problem. But if we are joyful, we are thankful, we always think about positive things. Then what happens? We're healthy. We're strong. We're happy. We smile all the time. Then we build good relationship with people around us. The boss will like us. Our customer will like us. People around us will like us because we are so thankful all the time. We're so happy all the time. The book of Philippians teaches that we should look at the only positive side of people. Look at the positive side of your life, daily life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, including sister, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good, report. And if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, Worthy. Meditate on these things. Don't fill your mind with negative things. Fill your mind with the positive things of people around you. Your wife, your husband may not be perfect. They may have some weaknesses. Don't focus on their weaknesses. Focus on their goodness and their strength. Be thankful for the good things your husband may not be a believer yet, but one day he's going to be a believer. But he worked so hard to feed you, buy a house for you, buy a car for you. Be thankful. And when you're thankful to your husband who is not a believer, your faith is going to chide. And when you pray by faith, because you have faith, your husband will get saved one day. But if you complain and you think negative, you cannot walk in faith. Faith will not work in you. Because you are a complainer and you look at the life in a negative way. We should look at the life in a positive way. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16, I like what Paul say here. I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Have not stopped 
giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. We should live this way. We should always thank God for the people around us. Always. And keep praying for them. It's a manifestation of faith. Thankfulness and praying, faith will move the mountain. Faith will bring miracle to your relationship and to your own life. First John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why do I read this scripture? Let me explain to you. This is the way I live according to the Bible. When I face trouble, I always sit down and number one, examine myself. I look at the mirror of the Word of God. I ask the Holy Spirit to show me what wrong I did, what wrong decision I make, and I'm paying the price right now because I make a wrong decision. The trouble comes because maybe I say wrong thing to my boss, to my patients, or maybe say wrong thing to my friend. Then the relationship is broken. So I have to watch myself and examine myself. <laughs> yesterday, I need to do emergency operation. This is a true story. It just happened yesterday. My friend took care of one patient who had bleeding in the brain. And then he said, this weekend, I'm busy. Can you take care of her? I walk into the room, 17-something years old, big clot in the brain that has been growing in the past five days. I look at her. She is paralyzed on one side. And I say, go to the OR right now. We need to fix this problem, take the clot out. So no one has seen me before because I came in on Saturday morning. The family never saw me. I called the family up and say, I need to take your mom to the surgery. And this is emergency operation. Do you know what she say in the phone? How can I trust you? You old. Are your hand shaking? I'm serious. This is really the question to me on the phone. You're very old. Are your hand shaking? How can I trust you? I have two choices. Be thankful that I can talk to her or I get mad that she offend me. I chose to be thankful. I laugh. And I say, if you don't trust me, that's okay. Why don't you Google my name and find it? You can deny. But she never called me back. I took her mom to the surgery. This morning I walk in, she began to move her arms and legs. During the surgery, the Holy Spirit led me the whole time that I removed the clot without touching the brain. That's why she did not lose any function. And she began to recover now. I keep my heart right to be thankful, to be positive, to trust in God. Bad thing happens sometimes. Can you imagine if I retaliate her back on the phone? What are you talking about? I'm not old. If I argue with her, I'm going to have a problem. Is that right? I just let it go. Amen? You see, sometimes bad things happen because we make the wrong choice to do wrong things. Or two, we get into trouble because other people make mistakes. Or three, God allow it to happen so that we can exercise faith, so that we can learn how to exercise faith. When Mary and Martha's brother died, Jesus raised him from the dead. 
to show that nothing is impossible with God. So when we find out that we start to have bad attitudes, we did wrong thing. What should we do? We say, "Thank you, Lord. I repent of my sin. Could you please forgive me?" Then God turn the thing around, and the good things shall happen. The key is to understand that when we do wrong, confess, repent, thank God for forgiveness, and believe that by His grace. Thing gonna turn around. First Chronicle chapter sixteen verse thirty four. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. God deserves our thankfulness because His good and His mercy endure forever. I like to read a story in the Bible here, in Luke chapter seven. Luke chapter seven thirty seven verse forty eight. And behold, listen. This is a very good story. A woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears, wipe them with the hair of her head. She kissed his feet. And anointed them with the fragrant oil. Wow! Feet, not even the head. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself. You know, when I read this scripture, I'm not sure that he spoke out loud or he thought in his heart. Maybe he thought in his heart because he did not say he spoke to Jesus. He was thinking, saying, "This man means Jesus." If he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Wow, he was so arrogant. He looked down on this woman as a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, "Jesus, know what he's thinking. Answer. So believe me, whatever you think right now, God knows." You can lie to me, you can hide from me, but God knows everything in your heart, Simon. I have something to say to you. I like the way Jesus handled. Jesus always corrected people. So when I correct you, please don't be upset. It's a sign of love. Jesus loved him. Jesus correct him. So he said, "Teacher, say it." Oh, this man open to correction. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, "I suppose the one whom he forgave more." And he said to him, "I like what Jesus say here very much. Really, convict me. You have rightly judged." Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon. Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil. But this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. 
for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same love little. Then he said to her, "Your sins are forgiven." My dear brother, sister, this is amazing scripture to me. You can see in the world there are all kinds of people, people who are so arrogant and say, "You know, I don't need God. I'm fine." People who turn to be a Christian and say, "You know, I'm still good. God forgive me, but I'm okay. Maybe I go to church once a year." Christmas Day, maybe instead of paying tithe, I pay one percent. I don't care. Thank you, Jesus, dying for me. But there are people who are like this woman. God, you die for me. I was a worse sinner. I was wicked. I rejected you, but you still love me and show grace to me. You shed your blood for me, Jesus. I love you so much. Because you forgave my big sins, a lot of sins in my life, I appreciate you. I'm so thankful to you. Whatever you ask me to do, I would do it. If you want me to be in the church every Sunday, I go to church. If you want me to serve in the children ministry, I do it. You say in the Bible, ten percent, not big deal. I give you twenty percent. I loved you so much. If you want me to fly to New Zealand. 24 hours to go there. I am happy to sit on that chair and suffer in the chair on the airplane. I don't mind. I'm happy to kiss your feet. I'm happy to pour out my expensive oil on your head. Because the more I'm forgiven, the more I love him. And the same thing happened to relationship between men. If Christian come to the church, this is I notice when Christian come to the church with a humble heart and desperately need God, and when the pastor preach something good, they love the pastor. They will get some water for the pastor. They will do anything because I appreciate you so much. You changed my life before I came to church. I was sick. Now you lay hand on me. I got healed. My family is breaking down now. My kids turn to God. Pastor. You have done so much for me. I loved you. Anything you tell me, I'll do it. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to blame you. I loved you. I want to do things for you. You see, it's the heart issue. How much you appreciate. How much you value that anointing. This woman valued the anointing of Jesus. Today, Jesus is not here anymore, but he still used human to minister to you on his behalf. And I noticed that around the world, when I travel, people who was in bad shape came to the meeting, get touched by the fire, restore the family, restore money, restore their health. Oh, when I come, they just bring food to me. They just buy big gift to me. They just appreciate. They are so thankful. But people who say, "Yo, I know the Bible more than my pastor. I know Greek and Hebrew. I don't care about what he say." Hey. You teach only simple all the time. You teach only basic. Oh God, pastor, you don't know much. If people think that way, they don't value the pastor that much. Brother and sister, let's change our attitude. We should start to count the blessing of having people in our life. We need to be appreciative toward people around us, even small things. 
There are two kinds of Christians: eagle Christian or chicken Christian. Chicken Christians are in the coops. Chicken coops. You notice when anything happened to the chicken, what they do? And run everywhere. What are the chicken Christians? Christian who always look at the negative thing, complain and complain and complain about everything. But the eagle Christian will not be in the chicken coop. Eagle Christian will fly high above the storm, above the mountain, and be thankful, be positive, full of faith. Full of love, full of appreciation, full of honor, fly so calm, never complain. Always think in the positive way that I'm gonna win, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna be the blessing to other people. b r o t h e r sister, in the church there are always two kinds of Christian: chicken or egos. If you are around chicken Christians, I recommend you try to encourage them to be eco Christian. And if they don't want to repent and change, I recommend you stay away from them, because they're going to influence you to be a chicken one day. Be an eco Christian, amen. Check your attitude every day. Are you complaining? Are you are thankful? Complaining is a manifestation of unbelief. Complaining is a manifestation of dishonor. Look at the Jewish people in the Old Testament. You remember when God took the children of Israel light out of Egypt, He split the Red Sea. He led them and protected them by the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. He fed them water from the rock. He gave them the manna. And after all this thing happened, God said to the children of Israel, "Tell your children what I have done for you." You remember the Bible say that. Tell them and celebrate every year that I delivered them out of Egypt. Did you know why God told the parents in that generation to tell the children? Two reason I know. Number one, because their children need to learn that God is good. And merciful. Two, the children need to learn how to be thankful to God. Complaining is not thankful. You need to be thankful. Parents in this room, always share with your children the good things that God has done to you. Teach your children to be thankful, not a complainer. Always look at the positive side of your life. Be thankful. God still give me job. You know, yesterday. I tell you, I was sitting in the OR after performing that craniotomy or opened somebody's skull. I sit there. A doctor came to me. He's about five years younger than me, a surgeon. He sat there, and he said, "My whole group is in trouble." I said, "What? This is all younger than me, or this doctor younger than me? My whole group. I just have a heart attack, and have a stent put in. Another doctor just have a big divorce." Another doctor, the wife has a breast cancer, spread to the brain, and now in the hospice. Another doctor have a heart attack at 50 years old, and could not 
perform surgery for this is all surgeon. And another doctor have this, and I was sitting there, and he asked me, "How are you doing?" I'm older than him. I say fine. And I was thinking, "Thank you, God." I and my wife are both 60 years old. My members in New Hope, majority of them, actually, all of them are doing well. How many people are above 60? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Yesterday, my patient called me, old man. Your hand is shaking or not? She knows my age. Anyway, brother, sister, God is so good to us, New Hope International Church. He is so good. Psalm 136, verses 1 to 5. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endures forever. Oh, again, verse 2. Give thanks to the God of gods, for His mercy endures forever. Verse 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endures forever. Verse 4. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. I want to live in the bubble of the mercy of God. He is good. We need to be thankful to him. Do you know the story? I have not finished yet. The story about the children of Israel in the desert I mentioned that God opened the Red Sea, give them manna, give them water to drink. What happened? They did not walk in faith. They had unbelief. They complained, complained, complained. They complained in the middle of the pillar of cloud, in the pillar of fire. They complained when the manna came down. They complained when the water came out. They complained all the time. They are like a chicken. Christian. And what happened? They did not enter the promised land. They died in the desert. Thankfulness is a sign of faith. Let me read this to every husband in this room. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. If you sit with your wife right now, turn to your wife and say, Thank you so much. Turn to your wife and say, Thank you. You are the gift from God to me. Amen? Husband, look at your wife this way. I'm so thankful I have you in my life. Amen? Did you tell your wife yet? Okay. Hallelujah. Brian, brother, sister, I want to say one thing. You are thankful to God and you are thankful to people around you. Your parents, your wife, your husband, your kids, members in the church, people in the same care group, your pastor, your worship leader, everybody around you, you are thankful to them. And always have this attitude in your heart when you walk on earth. You are not entitled to anything. You don't deserve the grace of God. You don't deserve the blessing of Abraham. The blessing and the grace come by His mercy. We don't deserve it. I don't deserve to have Pastor Da. 
I don't deserve that she cook for me and prepare a lunch box for me every day when I go to the clinic. I am not entitled to receive anything from anybody. I don't deserve to have you in this church. You are the manifestation of the grace of God. I don't deserve you. So if you can think this way, when people don't do good to you, you don't feel anything. But when people do good to you, you are thankful because you know you don't deserve. This is the way we should live, okay? A humble man receives the help and the blessing from God and from others with a thankful heart. A proud man expects to receive from anybody. I deserve You need to do good to me. And a proud man is not thankful. You want to be humble or you want to be thankful? Thankfulness is a manifestation of faith, honor, and humility. From now on, look at everything in a positive way. God tells you to help that person, you help, and that person doesn't appreciate you, that's okay. Because you love God, you are thankful to God. If that person appreciates you, you're even more happier and more thankful toward God and toward them. My dear brother and sister, there's a story in the Bible, Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25 talks about three servants. The master gave to one servant one talent. And this guy complained, Oh, the master is so selfish. He did not sow, he did not water, but he won the harvest. He put that talent in the ground. When the master come back, where is the benefit? He say, yeah, you're selfish, master. You give me so little, just one talent. He is not appreciative at all. He was not thankful at all. And the master say, you are wicked and unfaithful servant. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a principle. God may give you little right now, little salary, little talent, little anointing, little authority in the church. You have two choices, complain, upset, be mad at your pastor, or you are thankful and say, I'm going to use what I have right now to produce for God. And God say, if you do that with a thankful heart, he will give you more. This is the principle. Thankfulness will come with faithfulness. When you are thankful, you're faithful, you do with what you have, God going to add to you more. When I came to America, I and my wife lived in the basement of a person's house for three years. Pasada had to cook, clean dishes for that owner of the house for many years. And I was a neurosurgeon, came from Thailand. We have nothing. Then I need a car to drive to work. God gave me a Toyota Tercel, 10 years old. <laughs> Only $800 worth. Then God gave us Jetta Volkswagen, 10 years old, $800. <laughs> no air condition in the car, both of them, no air condition. We never complain. We are thankful to live in the basement, thankful to have a house to live, and I can come to be trained at University of Washington. And God 
at. We serve God. We go to church every Sunday. We evangelize to Thai people. At that time, I could not speak English very well, so I evangelize to Thai students. Set up party all the time with minimal amount of money we have. My salary only twelve hundred dollars a month. We set up party, feed people, stand up, preach the gospel to them. One by one, got saved. We had little. We used the little we have, and God add more. Add more. I was promoted to be the chief resident in two years, and then salary went up. Then I can buy better car, little by little. But everything we have, we are thankful and faithful to use what God gave to us. We never complain. We never have bad attitudes. We never think that God is selfish to us. We are so thankful to the little we have. Let me read the last scripture. Luke chapter seventeen, eleven to nineteen. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers and stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us." Do you know that deliverance and healing? Come from the mercy of God. God has mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, "Go, show yourself to the priests." It means you are healed. You can go show yourself. I'm, I'm clean now. So it was that as they went, they were cleansed. They were not cleansed at that moment, but as they went by faith, they still have leper on their skin. As they obey Jesus' words and walk to the priests. As they are going, they will cleanse. Brother and sister, when God tell us to do something, or God say you're gonna be healed, may not happen at that moment, but you obey Him and walk in faith, you can be healed later on. It can happen on the way. Okay. And one of them, everyone say, everyone say one, one. out of the ten. Wow, only ten percent. One person in ten. When he saw that he was healed, return, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He was not even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, "Were there not ten cleansed?" Oh, Jesus asked question. Ten people were cleansed. But where are the nine? Did Jesus expect them to come back to say thank? I believe so. That's why he's asked this question: Where were the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, a Gentile, who now turned to Jesus? And he said to him, "Arise, go your way. Your faith, everyone, say faith." Thankfulness is a manifestation of faith, honor, and faithfulness. Your faith and humility. Your faith has made you well. Wow, brother and sister, let us walk by faith from today on. Whatever happened in your life, good or bad, you just say thankful word. You praise God. You still come to church and praise God. You give. 
tithe and offering to Him faithfully. Be thankful. You say, "Thank you, Lord. I know I'm gonna come out from this problem. I'm gonna get better. Everything gonna go well. I have faith in You. I honor You. I'm gonna be faithful servant in the church. I will be there every Sunday. You can count on me." I want to be like this leper who come back every Sunday to say thank to God. I'm going to live a life that everyone will glorify you. I will be like that woman who wiped your feet with her hair. I am blessed by you. I appreciate you so much. My dear brother and sister, you even appreciate God for little things. Little things. Parking space. Little things. God may give you little things, and you still thank you, Lord. How many people say thank you, God, when you get a parking spot close to the door? When I went to Bellevue Mall and I got the parking spot, thank you, Lord. Little thing. Sometimes I tell you, I'm gonna end the sermon here. Little things can be a big thing. Little thing can impact the gospel so much. Little thing can impact the kingdom of God so much. I heard the story of a man who saw a car broke down because the flat tire, and he stopped the car and helped to change the tire. This little thing, change the tire. And the owner of the car shook his hand and said, "What is your name? What can I pay you back? Oh, just send the flower to my wife. That's all I need. Send the flower to my wife." Shake the hand, get the name, get the address. Not so long, he got the letter from the owner of the car. I pay off your mortgage. Your mortgage is done. I pay off your mortgage. Little thing, change the tire for a man who's standing there, don't know what to do. God opened opportunity for that man to change the tire to another man. And that man was a billionaire. Two hundred thousand dollars mortgage is nothing. He paid off for the man, and sent with a flower. Brothers and sisters, don't look down on little thing. God may bring little thing to your life. And I have a lot of story to tell you, but I don't want to go on and on. Really, you do little thing for people. Open the door. God gives you the opportunity to open the door for somebody to help somebody. God help you little things. Be thankful. Okay, don't be a complainer. How many people want to be an eagle? How many people want to be chicken? Complainer. No chicken in this church. No. Okay, we all gonna be the eagles. Amen. Be thankful. Look at the good things, the grace, and the good things that God has done to us, even little thing. Look at the world in a positive way. Make a choice to be thankful. Be thankful to people around you, your friend in the church, the worship team, the pastor, the children program ministers. Be thankful to your parents, and always smile and be happy and be. Look at the positive thing of people' life all the time. When people hurt you, forgive them and move on. Sometimes sit down. Let me encourage you one more thing. Sit down and examine yourself. 
how much Jesus has forgiven you. The more you learn that He forgives you a lot forgiveness, the more you will love Him, and you will live for Him. That should be done on a regular basis. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, for dying for me, and now I appreciate you so much. You took me out from hell. You took me out from darkness, from destruction, and now you give me super abundant life. Your promises are true, and you fulfill your promise. I loved you. I'm so thankful, Lord. I'm gonna be that kind of person, a thankful person. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people want to say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Should we sing that song one more time? And after that, we're gonna give tithe and offering to the Lord together to show that we are thankful. Thank you, Lord, that you sing a while ago. Let's repeat that song one more time together. Now we're gonna sing from our heart. That really come from our heart that we are thankful to the Lord. Let's sing that song you just sung a while ago.
grateful heart with a song of praise with an outstretched arm I will bless your name thank you Lord yes I just want to thank you Lord thank you thank you thank you Lord I just want to thank you I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say one more thing. The Holy Spirit remind me. If you are thankful all the time to the Lord, you open the door. For more blessing to come in, really more blessing. The more you complain, the less blessing. But the more you're thankful to God, the more blessing will come in. And when you're thankful to people around you, you're gonna receive favor from them. Your relationship with people gonna get better. How many people want your kids to say thank to you? Instead of complaining, will you give more favor to your kids when they are thankful? Do you want people around you to say thank to you, or just take it for granted? You want people to say thank to you, is that right? Relationship get better when we appreciate one another and see the value of one another. Let become that kind of people. We value and appreciate and thankful. Amen. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you so much for reminding us today to be thankful. We thank you, Lord, for our parents, our spouse, our children, our brother and sister in the church. We're so thankful, Father, for the good things you have done in our life, for the salvation, healing, deliverance, for what Jesus did for us, Lord. Thank you for your word today to remind us again to be thankful. We want to be. Like that man with the leprosy, that we always come back to say thank to Jesus. We want to be like Mary, who wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair. We want to be like that woman sinner who appreciate Jesus so much that she pour the fragrant oil on his head and on his feet. Lord, help us to appreciate each other in this church even more than before. Help us, remind us, and warn us any time when we start to complain and start to look at the negative side of the situation. Help us to be positive. We want to choose life. We want to choose blessings, Lord, not death, not curses, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your mercy, your grace. Thank you for the blessing of Abraham upon the church. 
Father, I come in agreement with my brother and sister and declare and decree and speak healing on their body. Whoever is sick in this room, no matter what sickness, we command it to go away. We also pray, Father, for the protection. You shall keep them. That no one gonna get a heart attack. No one gonna get any cancer, any arthritis, blood disease. No curses of sickness in this house. In the name of Jesus, Father, you shine your faith upon them. Everywhere they go, Father, they will find the favor of God and the favor of man. And you lift up your countenance upon them. And you give them shalom, protection, victory, peace, and joy. Prophetic words. Everywhere they go, shalom will be upon them. Father, we believe that your angels are collecting this prayer, put in the bowl, just like an incense, to go to the throne room of God, and you shall answer us, Lord. They will go well. They will do well. They shall be the head, not the tail. They shall be blessed, and they shall bless the nation. We thank you, Father. We believe and we received in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.